This is your Team Vineyard Podcast, helping you love Jesus, grow together, and give back. I'm Pastor Kathy, and I have the privilege of serving as the host today. Uh, I'll introduce our guests in just a minute. I wanted to share that January is typically the month, m- the month where the sanctity of human life is recognized. Specifically, there's Sanctity of Life Sunday, and churches throughout the United States celebrate God's gift of life, commemorating lives that have been lost to abortion, and committing to protecting human life at every stage. So we thought, as a church, we thought it would be a good idea to talk on the topic of protecting human life, all life, but specifically today we're going to talk about protecting the life of the unborn. And so I'm here with Pastor Mark Pope and with Jackie Stout, who has been a longtime member of our church. Jackie is a successful business owner. She serves on our community center team in Barbie Creek. She's on the board of Right to Life in Michiana. She's a sidewalk counselor, many, many things that Jackie is. And uh, she's also our church liaison to Right to Life. Uh, So you guys can say hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Mark. (laughs) Hi, Kathy. Glad you guys are here. Hi, Blake. Hi, Blake. Blake doesn't say anything, he's but he's here because he's helping all the time. He's instrumental. Stuff. He's instrumental. If we, don't, if we don't talk, though, he'll talk. Right. <laughs> but you yes. get nervous. Exactly. So, Jackie, I we have uh, just a few questions for a oh, lot questions for you and Pastor Mark, um, and we'll talk a little bit about your specific role at Right to Life in just a minute. But here's a question just for both of you as we start off from what from your view, what does it mean to believe in the sanctity of human life? You want to go? Go ahead, Jackie. Sure, sure. Um, well, it's based in Scripture. Human beings are created in the image of God. Um, and therefore, all human life um, has value and should be respected. Um, we, he created us above all of other living things. Um, and therefore, um, since we're sanctified, um, we have value. Jackie, Jackie took my answer. She did. <laughs> I read your notes. <laughs> no, I think that, that that's the core of... Uh, from my view, believing in the sanctity of human life is that it's because God we're created in God's image, so uh, we should treat all humanity uh, as as important. And I think for me, when I was thinking about that, you know, that's young, old, unborn, outcast people. Mm-hmm. That it's easily yeah. if it's easy to not honor them, we need to as followers of Jesus honor them because they're created in the image of God. I like connecting that word sanctity to holy. Like we're, we're holy images of God. And uh, so why should, so understand why we as people should uh, respect the sanctity of human life, the holiness of life, because we're created, humans are created in the image of God. But why should the church care about it? As we as a church are trying to embrace the um, protecting some of the protecting life things, but mm. why should the church care about it? Well, I, I uh, the church, although we don't do it perfectly, uh, we represent God. So it's super important that we try to do, say, act in a way that represents God. The Bible talks about we're God's ambassadors. And so it's uh, important that the church have this care for life on its responsibilities list. That's what I think anyway. And because sanctity of life is based in Scripture and the church is based on Scripture, mm, that's good. Um, 
we, it's something we should we should we should we should care about. Um, and then taking the next step, you know, obviously murder is is wrong. And if we believe these are humans, we believe in the sanctity of life, and they are being murdered, then we we, we can't stand by. The church has to yeah. do something. That's yeah. good. Can't stand by. So that is a great transition to just pro- we're going to talk specifically about protecting the life of the unborn. And uh, so for both of you, I mean, we talked a little bit about it, but what kind of drives your passion for this issue? You know, Jackie, you're super involved. You're involved in Right to Life. I know you've done, because we did it together, sidewalk counseling training, and you're out there often um, as a sidewalk counselor next to the abortion clinic. So what drives your passion for this? Um, I just see uh, defenseless human beings being being murdered. I mean, there's no other way to say it. And so somebody has to stand in for them. And I think a lot of the society is ambivalent toward it or mm-hmm. they're receiving information that's not true. And I think that it's our role to, one, educate and get the information out there and then subsequently do something, whatever we can do, but do something about it. And um, and so for you, the doing something about it is, like, what specifically... Because I alluded to some of it, but yeah. what specifically do you do? Um, the sidewalk counseling, you, you mentioned that. That's just something, in fact, you and I went to the first class yeah. together. And it wasn't something, I was just getting myself more educated in what they did, but then I was just led to do it. And yeah. I was, Can you share about sure. what it is? Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, we at Right to Life have shifts out when the abortion clinic is open. We go out there and we stand to the property next next to the abortion clinic and we try to reach out to the women who are coming in to have the abortion. Um, we're prayerful, we're peaceful, we're lawful, um, we're, we're, we're praying. When they walk up, then we reach out to them. We let them know that we, we care about them. We care about them and their baby. Um, and um, we try to uh, get them to come over and have a conversation with us with the ultimate goal of choosing life. But the next step is to get them to walk across the street to the Women's Care Center to see their baby. They have the 3D ultrasounds mm-hmm. and um, to get them to see their baby and hopefully choose life. And, and greater numbers of people, of young women that see their babies on an ultrasound, choose life. So our goal yeah. is to get them to go across the street. Most of the times they kind of walk on by. Um, there's another side that ushers them in and says things, that, um, say, says things about us. But once in a while there's success and we'll get somebody to walk across the street and they choose life. Yeah. And, and uh, you call it a, a save. What do you call it? A, a save. A save. A save, yes. A save mm-hmm. when you get yes. someone to walk away or, or not come back. Or not come back, yes. Yeah. Not come back the next day because Friday's a consultation day and we track everything. And then if they don't come back the next day, we consider that a victory. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Pastor Mark? I think what Jackie said, but another thing that drives me is uh, big picture when there's such a sin. Uh, a, a prevalent sin happening in our culture that just brings consequences throughout our whole culture. So I would say the ripple effect of uh, murder taking another life um, brings consequences to us even from God. So it just concerns me and this is a concern of just any sin the more sin present in a culture, the more the devil has a foothold in the culture, the more then you'll see ungodly things, uh, I think, swell and become more. So I just connect it to the 
fact that when there's an increase of sin, <laughs> when there's an increase of sin, there's an increase of sin, and that also brings uh, uh, bad consequences, not just to the individuals, but our culture yeah. suffers. Yeah. I think one of the things that uh, presses me about this is what, so we talk about the, the choice that the mother has, it's her body, but I think what we know, what I've read, people I've talked to, it is harmful to mothers who end up ultimately understanding at some point that they have taken their child's life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you two, just Jackie and talking about it, you care about these moms and dads who are making um, not a good decision that could affect them for the rest of their lives as well. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, it's be, before I went out there, I thought, well, I care, I'm gonna care about the baby, but I'm gonna kind of be bad at the mom for doing this. And I know that sounds bad, but, but once you get out there and you're praying, you, care, you, you, feel, you feel pain for what they're gonna go through. And there are, there are actually a lot of um, counselors through Right to Life that have gone through a head abortion and they know firsthand the pain that it causes. So they try to pass that along to us, just the desperation, just reaching these moms because they don't want them to make that decision mm -hmm. of what it's gonna, of what, what they're gonna feel after, yeah. after they do this. Um, but just when you see them driving out, you see the face of these young, young women, it's just, it just breaks, breaks your heart. I mean, yeah. when they just pull away and, and um, it just it breaks your heart. Yeah. Yeah, you have any thoughts about that, Pastor Martin? What was the question again? <laughs> I do that a lot during podcasts. It was about, so we care about the unborn lives mm -hmm. of the babies, but we also care about the mothers and the fathers and what eventually this could do in yeah. their own lives, which drives my desire to do something about it too. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not as mature because I still mostly settle <laughs> in on, like, that, because uh, uh, I do care because I, like, I have a, a friend who regularly, if she just speaks of the abortions that she had back in college, she almost can't talk about it without appearing, every time I've ever heard her speak of it, she appears significantly still hurt, emotionally, yeah. uh, 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 just involved. Sometimes she just out and out just cries. So um, I don't want to see that for in the future of an of another woman but my biggest motivator still comes down yeah. to the kids um, and we'll probably talk about that because of the helplessness of the child and the fact that they need somebody to intervene uh, yeah keep going on that can you um, well the like I feel for the future of women who would have an abortion because that decision is going to have a ripple effect for days and weeks and months and years. Yeah. B um, but the urgent need to fix that ripple effect in the future still comes down to, oh, wow, could we do something to save that decision right now today? Because yeah. once it happens, it's, it's happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. So and is there? Go ahead. Well, there's so many, and just in our going back to the sidewalk counseling, just trying to reach out to them. There's so many resources out there. If we could just get to them and let them know 
that, I mean, through her Michiana, there's just all kinds of local, we're so blessed in this community. There are so many agencies and, and different um, groups that will help them if it's financial, you know, whatever the need is, um, you know, spiritual. Um, there's so many, if we can just get them to not make that decision and just get yeah. some time and talk to them, I'm just convinced that we could, we could save a lot more lives. It's just have, starting to have that conversation and not being blocked from it from the other yeah. side. Because there's practical help too, pra- yeah, like diapers and oh yeah, like yeah, so, financial. So I had no yeah. idea. Until, Parenting classes. Yeah, I mean, there's just it's incredible with you know just with the different groups around around yeah. the community. We're very blessed. Another thing for for me as somebody who tries to lead people to Christ, I am assuming that most uh, unplanned pregnancies create a crisis, and crisis often opens a door to someone who their need for God because mm-hmm. they're in a mess. They're in a and so I think it could be a good opportunity for people to come to Christ because they're in a difficult situation and God tends to open people's hearts. We tend to realize our need for God more when we're in a mess. Yeah, that's true. So is there, so it comes down, like I don't know that everyone is going to be an on the street activist holding a sign, mm-hmm. necessarily being a sidewalk counselor. I. Uh, the sidewalk counseling thing to me is amazing because uh, I we talk about it some, and I know that there are people out there, and and the saves don't happen very often, and yet you you go all the time, and other people go all the time and pray faithfully, and so what should people do about it, Jackie? You're wise in this, mm-hmm. and you're involved in this, and what should people individually do? Um, either sidewalk. We also do st- education's important, so if you get the information out there, and I'm a big numbers person. If you can just let people know how how, you know, how many of these um, babies are dying. I mean, yeah. we talked about that, and I've just um, you know 63,000 already in this country, and, and obviously growing. 20. We just had our 26th one in the community this afternoon, and that's as of as of January, January 1st, 1st. Yes. Right? So I think the more that we could just get the information out there that this is happening down the street here, I'm not pointing the right way, down the street, and obviously in our nation. Um, you know, if you want, there, there's, um, so education. So we do, with Right to Life, we do, we, we go knock on doors. I mean, we have a program where we knock on doors and say, hey, do you realize there's an um, uh, abortion clinic? It's, it's, it's somewhat licensed. It's a provisional license from the federal court. But, you know, operating in our community, they're not subject to inspections. I mean, you try to open a restaurant up and don't get inspections, mm-hmm. and you're, you're, you're shut down. But you have, yet you have an abortion clinic that hasn't been inspected since, I think, 2018 or something like that. Mm-hmm. You, you, t- you know, that's, you know, we bring that, and they go, wow. We, we should probably do something. So I think educating, um, um, just volunteering with, with um, you know, Retta, um, for example, their, their unit. Um, I'm going to go, and I'm just, just, I'm just not saying because of me, but just this is an opportunity. They need two people on their Retta unit, Retta unit throughout town. Not until, obviously, they have a nurse there that actually does the, the, the medical stuff, but they need somebody also to be there, just yeah, to be to there. To be the host, right? To be the host, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to so, go be a host. You don't need training. I mean, they do a background check, of course, and all yeah. that, but I'm just going to go be there to be a host. But there's been times where they couldn't go because they don't have a host. Yeah. And so that's another opportunity. So Retta, if you don't know, if you're listening and you don't know, it stands for Reason Enough to Act, and they have an ultrasound bus that uh, goes to different places every day of the week. And someone can come and get 
uh, a free ultrasound or a pregnancy test or an STD test. And uh, the people, it's a Christian organization, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind and they're, I mean, I've been in the bus and they're kind and it's comfortable and dads can go too. Mm-hmm. And so it's at our, uh, it's in Barbie Creek that where our community center is once a week um, parked there. And they've had, they've had some people they come, have, yeah, they which have. is great. Yeah. Yep, they have. And they have, I mean, they, they love to share the gospel. I mean, first on their list is to save the baby, but then they'll ask if they can pray with them. And then if that opens that door, then they'll share the gospel with them as well. Yeah. So um, definitely a, a Christian organization. Um, okay, so I interrupted you oh, about things we can oh, do. Oh, and then um, politically, I mean, not to get political, but politically, I mean, there is clear lines. You know, there's some that are very, there's some um, representatives, you know, on the local level, state level, that are very pro-life and some that, some that aren't. We're very blessed in this state to have a pretty pro-life um, legislature. But especially if, if Roe gets overturned or modified in June, you know, it's going to go back to the states. When Roe gets, if Roe gets overturned, it's not, you know, abortion's still legal. It just goes back, now it's 50 battles instead of one battle. Oh. And so it comes back to the states. So we need, need to be ready to go when when that happens. And so we just need to be aware with elections coming up in 20, well, into, this, into this year, 2022, to elect pro-life legislature, especially on the state. It's important nationally, of course, but just on the state level. I mean, it's, it's important nationally just because we were able to get some sure. pro-life justices in, you know. Yeah. Um, whatever you think about that situation, but we got three pro-life, or pro-constitution, I should say, justices in. Um, so, but it's going to come back to the states, and so we just need to really pay attention this election to elect pro-life um, legislatures, house, house reps, and senators in our, in our state house. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of legislation that's in, in going through right now that um, is important, but once that happens, it's going to be... I'll get tuned in the weeds, but there's going to be a, hopefully a special session then in June if Roe gets overturned where we can start passing some legislation that's more pro-life because you're limited right now because of Roe, of what can be passed. Okay. Okay. I like listening to Jackie because yeah. she knows. I know. She, she knows. knows the Don't details. get me very smart. <laughs> yes. 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 She knows yeah. so many yeah. details. Any What's thoughts? the question again, Kathy? The, the question was individually, what, are we, what, are we, what can we do about it? The, the thing that comes to my mind is... Uh, well, there are some practical things, but I think people, I would challenge our team vineyard members to just be aware of the season of life you're in. And I know for me, my activity in the pro-life stuff has been different during different seasons. When I was young, first became a Christian, was single, I had more time and would do some rally type things. I remember getting on a bus and going to Washington and joining in a, in a pro-life walk mm-hmm. and uh, so those I think are effective things to do of course those things also when you're doing all those things I think for most of us it increases our prayer life because part of what we did was just prayed while we were in Washington we prayed on the way to Washington uh, you know it just increases uh, lifting the situation to God there was also then a season when Denise and I were in the midst of being busy and uh, uh, the church plant and raising our own children. Um, I think for me, just to try to keep it on my radar, even though I yeah. didn't do near what I uh, was doing in the past, I'm getting a little more involved now because my life season is different. Uh, I think the vote thing is something that uh, I have done since I became a Christian, which was just pay attention. And for me personally, the pro-life issue 
is a main driver for who I vote for or who I would not vote for. It yeah, seems me as well. Uh, it's just one of those things. And then another thing is some people, I think just to be aware of God's blessing us financially to help support. It was so cool recently that our church was at a place where we could um, buy the 3D ultrasound for Retta. And that has to do with just people's generosity at the church. Right. So those are yeah. some ideas. Yeah, that's been a really good, tangible step uh, for us as a church to do, to be able to be supportive of Retta and have that connection to the community that we're trying to serve as well. And uh, one of the things that I have done is get to know people like Jackie who are way involved. And I will listen to Jackie. And when Jackie says, Kathy, you should do this or you should think about this or maybe go to this dinner to get more informed, I will listen to Jackie because she dives into this and she knows and I know her heart. And uh, so that would be some advice from me to connect to someone who knows more than you so that you can that you can know more about the things that are coming up. And so I appreciate that in you. I appreciate your your passion for this and sharing that with with me personally, with us as a church. It's been it's been good for us and it's been good for yeah. me. Well I thank the church though for, for embracing it too because that's not every church does that. Mm-hmm. I mean most don't, which is sad, but so thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, that's Jackie. You've been super helpful, so it makes it a lot uh, easier, if you will, when Jackie sends us something and says, "I think you should go to this." Then Kathy and I <laughs> go, going out again. We just go. We just go. Oh, cool. Okay, so that what is it? It doesn't matter. Jackie thinks we should go. So, so if it's open yeah. on the calendar, yeah. then we try to go. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, I, I do have this question. Prepare yourselves. It was not a surprise. Oh no! Oh no! Surprise question. We're out of time. Stop. Uh, Yeah, it's just stop the tape, Blake. Stop it. Don't stop it, Blake. Okay. Uh, For the people who might be listening on Team Vineyard, um, this was a question um, someone brought to my mind, like uh, who may have had an abortion in the past, and it was a decision that they now regret. Uh, How do they find hope in the midst of that? I think you know if you're. We're about choosing life, and we're about the holiness of human life, and someone has made a mistake in that area. How do they find hope, and how do they uh, get out of that? I think that I would find that very difficult, but I also find that really important. Um, do you want to do that, Jack? You want to? You want me to? <laughs> you want me to try? <laughs> well, I mean, I'll just. I think that obviously the church should turn to the church, and I think as Mark mentioned, that might open up avenues for the gospel because oh, what else sure. to know that they've been forgiven they're probably not have yeah. probably not, have not forgiven themselves and then to you know maybe it, the church becomes a place where they 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 talk to a pastor talk to somebody and they say hey you're you are forgiven they're like what well, i'm forgiven for even you know taking the life of my own child and then that opens the door up for the gospel i would think yeah i think my steps for uh for an individual like that was would be first of all take it really 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 seriously and I would say to everybody who has uh, had an abortion on the one hand that might feel unique on the other hand we have all or at least we've all done things that were really serious and were bad they we've all done things but it's a good step to realize that was really bad 
But then we go to a savior and we go to God who was really serious about bringing forgiveness. Yeah. He was totally serious about that. Because um, I, I have experienced with God, when I take my sin seriously, he tends to, he takes it seriously and he tends to pour out forgiveness in a serious way. I don't think it helps to not, to kind of gloss over it. Right. Um, I mean, you guys are all great. None of you have ever sinned like I sinned. But I think we have all, <laughs> oh my goodness. If when we get a glimpse of some of the things that we've done that's, that are super hurtful to God's heart and to individuals, um, it pushes us toward uh, the, Jesus as the amazing Savior. So I would say take it seriously and then get with God or get with a pastor, someone who does know God, because they're going to offer you uh, grace and prayer and forgiveness. And, yeah. And there is so much hope on the other side of any sin we've committed, no matter what it is. Yeah, I don't think God has any desire for us to hang out in guilt and shame. Mm-mm. And yeah. So I, that's just, I, I want to just share that encouragement for someone. If there's someone listening who's been through that experience and, and there can be hope in that experience and it can be something that brings you uh, closer to God if you allow that to be your journey um, toward God and not away from Him in the midst of that. So I just thought that was an important thing to add and to say. Uh, is there anything else we should talk about that we should tell Team Vineyard about the sanctity of human life, protecting life from your perspective, Jackie, or your Pastor Mark? Uh, I There's a couple verses that I had thought of um, this kind of goes back to what drives me or should drive us at times. Um, in Proverbs six sixteen through 19 or so, it talks about, it's an interesting list. It says there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. So that's just a really, introduc- a really interesting introduction to a few verses. And some such things are... Uh, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and it says hands that shed innocent blood. Hmm. And so that's just one of those verses for me that reminds me of if we can do anything to keep innocent blood from being shed, that's probably a good idea. What verse is that? It comes from Proverbs 6, and it's right around verse 16. Anything else you want to add, Jack? I, um, I have actually one in Proverbs as well, or actually oh, two. Yeah. Okay. Um, Proverbs twenty four eleven to twelve. Rescue those being away. Excuse me. Rescue those led away. Huh, rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering towards slaughter. Mm-hmm. If you say, "But we knew nothing about this," does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life know it? Will he not pay everyone according to what they have done? That's good. That's good. That should. That should move us to action. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. Well, this is a good topic for us to talk about, to keep in front of uh, ourselves, to keep in front Mm -hmm. of the church. And so thanks so much, Jackie, for being here and Pastor Mark. And uh, Jackie's our go-to person with right-to-life issues. She's uh, And so you can feel free to reach out to me or connect directly with her. I know that she'd love to get you plugged in to anything. Absolutely. Yep. And so 
I think, Team Vineyard. We are going to sign off. Thanks so much to both of you. We appreciate you, Team Vineyard. We appreciate what you do and hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll see you this weekend.